everybody hello and welcome to another episode of spiritual gangster certified i am your host Ellie vish welcome to cancer season y'all we just came out of gemini season and are into cancer season at this point and i kind of immediately felt the shift so what we have this week is gemini brown's weekly astral forecast talking about us moving into cancer season which is also the official start of summer and then after that we have my talk with the renaissance mystic about cancer season energy some themes that are coming up and she pulled some cards for the collective to kind of help us throughout this season so you don't want to miss that sit back relax and stay tuned to another episode of spiritual gangsta certified What's going on, world? It's your boy Gemini Brown here, back with another episode of Nalo Kicking Knowledge. Today, we'll be taking a look at this week's forecast, seeing what the stars have in store for us. So, let's get into it. Now, I'm giving you guys this episode a little bit early. Why? Because today signifies the summer solstice. And this this day has a, you know, a, a couple different uh, significant points. Uh, for one, it's the longest day of the year. Okay, so depending on where you are in the negative, in your negative woods and how the weather is, the sun is going to be shining for longer than it uh, normally does. Unfortunately, uh, where I'm at, it's raining and I think it's going to rain all day. Nonetheless, it's an excellent day to get out, uh, you know, commune with nature, set some intentions, reflect a little bit, jump into all of that. The next significance is that uh, it's start of cancer season which also represents the start of summer okay and what's happened is that <clears throat> we've completed one quarter of the astrological new year we've gone through aries we've gone through taurus we've gone through gemini and it's a complete change of pace right now we're going from the realm of thought airy thought socialization into the realm of emotions home security okay so we've already gotten a jump start on the cancer energy with mercury and mars both being uh within the sign of cancer so now the things things that you've experienced regarding the themes of cancer or that area of life in which cancer rules in your chart is now going to things are going to be more highlighted okay so maybe in the last few weeks there were little things stirring or coming to your attention. Now, a light is gonna be shined on them. You, you could have many epiphanies regarding, or just more uh, willpower or energy directed towards the, the fixing or attention towards these particular things, okay? So, cancer season, a really good time to like really sit with your emotions and understand them and, and see who and what you're emotionally connected to and make sure this is a healthy emotional connection. Take a look at your wounds, okay? So this week, uh, in the first few degrees of, of cancer, we're gonna have the sun squaring Chiron and we're also gonna have it sextiling uh, Uranus, which is 
we can read this as in order to heal our wounds there emotionally uh, within the realm of security and, and things and family we have to adopt a new approach there we have to relate to our emotions or to our family or our sense of security in a different way with Uranus being in Taurus and that you know being uh, related to values and economics maybe you know there's a new we need to find new ways to to generate money or take a look at the way that we uh, spend our money and the things within our life that we value and how that is that working for us is it working against us okay so another way this could play us out un unexpected things can occur okay uh depending on where this is happening for you you know uh maybe cancer rules rules your eighth house okay and then with this this square to with this square to to chiron it can be maybe something related to your spouse or your children that unexpectedly uh, happens you know we don't really dwell on the negative but you know mars is a malefic and also within cancer so uh anything can happen you know injuries all types of things okay there's a deep there's many ways we we can look into this so i would my advice for that is to expect the unexpected but when this occurs and emotions are stirred up the key is gonna be how you respond to it and i don't think it's that you you don't you shouldn't be responding to it how you normally do you need to find another approach okay so a lot of our emotional patterns okay are going to be tested and things related to our self-worth and confidence are going to uh, come into the fold all right so before i talk about uh the other transits i just want to touch a little bit more on the summer solstice so like i said we're heading into another quarter of the zodiac year so me being me you know how i just do things is i would really take this time to reflect upon the previous three seasons okay or three months how how is this uh zodiac year going for you so far how are you how did you implement the, the energies of Aries? How did you ground yourself with uh, Taurus? And what kind of uh, intellectual or, you know, just overall flexibility did you uh, display within uh, Gemini? And then we take a look at uh, the, the, the two outer transits of Jupiter and Saturn and really check in with ourselves. Am I effectively living my truth, especially coming off of the full moon in Sag? Am I effectively living my truth am i using that to you know deal with any uh emotional dilemmas and just things in my life you know how am i tapping into my spirituality and my beliefs how is that guiding me right and then saturn and capricorn am i really putting in the work okay as my homegirl uh astro pluto queen uh coined the term have you taken the chicken out you know have you let it defrost okay are you doing what you need to do or then how I like to say it, are you walking behind wishes? Or are you pushing, you know, are you carrying yourself, you know, through with the hard work? So take this time uh, to really reflect and it's a great day for rituals. And you know, this is, I always like to say, it's not just one day. Yeah, today's gonna be the longest day, but even tomorrow, you know, that energy will still hold. So just make some time you know, to honor your spirit and things 
of that nature, okay? So, it's another significant uh, thing occurring today. We got Neptune, the planet of spirituality, uh, intuition, illusion, creativity, ideals, imagination, going retrograde. It's going to be retrograde, I believe, until mid-November. So this is going to take us towards the uh, end of the year. And the cool thing about like looking at transits and stuff, guys, is that they it's mathematical. It tends to happen around the same times, okay? Like, they these planets spend the same amount of time being retrograde. So go back, take a look back at last year around the time when Neptune went retrograde and see how you tapped into this energy, what changed uh, within your life. But nonetheless, you know, retrograde energy is about going within, okay? It allows us to channel the energy differently. And me personally, I, I may be biased because I have uh, a natal retrograde Neptune, so that energy is naturally attuned within. Um, but I feel like this energy in particular works well retrograde just off of the nature you know um rather than uh life confusing us or, or seeing so much outward uh confusion we're able to have an inner clarity we're able to see through the illusion you know the perception uh changes and we we can gather that spiritual motivation or creative imagine imaginative motivation from within okay so one thing I always suggest with this uh, particular transit with the re retro right going back replaying redoing um, tap back into old spiritual practices that you have done before and then you may, may have stopped you know get back to that if you haven't got energy working done in a while do that revisit that uh, find a book that really had a profound impact on you. That's another thing. You know, I always tell people, I've been telling people this a lot more lately. You can't read a book one time and extract all the wisdom uh, that you need to get from it. When you read it the third and the fourth time, the way our minds are set up, this is when the aha moments happen. So I strongly encourage doing that. Going back to a book that is really resonated with you and rereading it again, you know? Um, I think a lot of that stems from me being a Gemini. And I know that Geminis tend to like, want to zoom through things, okay? And when you do that, you can miss the bigger picture. So definitely, you know, that's some food for thought. Uh, revisit some old spiritual practices or you know knowledge that you you've gained uh, along the way okay um then like i said intuitively we could just see a lot of things start to uh clear to to clear clear up and, and you know feel more in tune okay so feel free to you know let me know how this energy and i know some of you feel the energy a lot uh earlier than, um, than before it officially happened. So let me know how everything's going in your world. So then the next significant thing we got next week is uh, we got Venus still in Gemini and it's gonna be approaching a square with 
uh, Neptune, that Neptune that is retrograde, and then it will be opposing Jupiter and Sagittarius, which is going to create a T-square. And I think it's going to set a really, really uh, big tone for the week, okay? Um, this type of energy is escapist energy. This is like, I just want to feel good energy. And then with Jupiter being involved, uh, indulgence, Venus and Jupiter being involved, indulgence is high, okay? So in one regard, if you've been on a diet, if you've been on you know, a regimen where you've been abstaining from certain things, the, the urge to go back to that, another part of the retrograde, is going to come about. Now, remember, Jupiter is wisdom, and wisdom is about exercising, like putting into action the knowledge that we have about something. So you're basically going to be faced with a choice of what to do to indulge in this thing or not, okay? But that desire to escape will be strong, and it's really just about channeling that energy productively. And I would say, for some of us, we're gonna need, is about balance. So if you've been working really, really hard, you your escape may be just actually relaxing, okay? Taking it, feeding your spirit in a different type of way. If you've been all up in the real world. And then the opposite, if you've been, you know, on the opposite end of that, is gonna be about getting the energy stimulated in, and use correctly, okay? So balance is really uh, gonna be key. Then in the terms of uh, relationships and and things like that, projection is, is very key with this energy. So relationships can be a little off because I'll put it like this, things that we're not owning within ourselves, like, all right, for instance, if, we know there's a change that we're trying to make and another person is displaying freely indulging within that type of energy. There can be a, a, a tendency to project our dissatisfaction with ourself, right? Onto them, okay? So be mindful of that, all right? That energy is coming at you, you may, just seek to understand like, why is this occurring? But then there's gonna be a need to really uh, see yourself in the correct light, not feel insecure and things of, of that nature, okay? And not over idolize or expect too much from others. Expect Expectation under this energy leads to disappointment, okay? So to some extent, like I said, I would dig into myself and feed, if you're craving love and affection, seek to give it to yourself first. And then what you'll find is that, uh, and basically allow it to come freely from another, but don't expect another to do that for you. Because like I said, that it's an energy of projection, okay? All right, so got a really interesting week. By the end of next week, Mercury will be moving into uh, Leo, but then it's gonna get ready for a retrograde. I'll be making a video about that soon. So definitely use this direct Mercury energy to your benefit. 
okay? Continue sorting out your emotions and things like that. And like I said, attune to yourself. Get in tune with your, your feelings, uh, understand them, and um, yeah, let me know what's going on with you. So this is my interpretation of this week's forecast. I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to my channel, feel free to do so. If you need to read it, holla at me. Till next time, peace. So, hey, and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Gangsta Certified. This is your host, Illy Vish. I am out and about today with the Renaissance Mystic. We have just arrived into cancer season. Yay! Now, um, we just said this a minute ago, too, so I think it's fitting to mention. And I apologize, Gemini's. I will get your keyword chart up. I did not do one in Gemini season and just realized when I was working on the cancer one, oh my God, y'all will think you were skipped. No, I was just really busy. I do apologize. But we just went from, how did you just describe Gemini season? This airy... Airy, you're very material and, and astral. You have these dualistic aspects to you and that is... We were wrapping that up. There was something that you had to gain and bridge from both of those planes. And that was your mission during your season. Yeah, yeah. We went from that air realm of thought and Gemini considering different things, flitting from one thing to another, being open to ideas, being open especially to expression. And now the sun is shining its light. Hi, plane going overhead. <laughs> um, it's shining its light on the needs that we have that are Cancerian. And Cancer energy is definitely going to anchor in whatever messages, uh, perspectives, insight that you've gotten. Now it's time to take it down into a subconscious level mm -hmm. and really anchor that information or that perspective into yourself so that you begin to embody it if you're doing things from a more positive place yes um otherwise you're doing a lot of shadow work so you had to retrieve something that is shadow related and and anchor that understanding into your subconscious so that you can perform some sort of alchemy no it's definitely important to realize there are other like themes that are supporting this because like if I look at the chart of the moment even though and I meant to say something about this before it occurred but this past week we had Mars and Mercury chilling out conjunct in Cancer opposing Pluto so in that darkness and that rooting and that that gave me a sense of thinking of like Scorpio energy too you know oh, what I mean yeah. which of course is you know the ruling planet for Scorpio would be Pluto so these themes were coming up where I feel like a lot of people, especially because if we talk about cancer energy in general, now the sun is here, it's not touching Mars or Mercury by degree, but it's in the same sign. So I wanted to talk a little bit about cancer keywords and also how this ties into the moon because the moon is the ruling planet of cancer and the moon's currently in Pisces, y'all. So this is a lot, lots of water energy. And we just crossed that bridge, as Adriana just put it, where it's like, oh, 
okay, we were being airy and somewhat superficial, I guess you could say, um, about things. However, things still came up. And now that we're in cancer season, with that impetus to push forward in emotional expression and discovery with um, Mars there, and then the need to speak on it with Mercury there, opposing, which is, you know, a call for balance, Pluto, <laughs> the planet that's asking for transformation. Yes, I think what Adriana just said was very, very fitting. And now that we're in cancer season, we're just going to go over the basics for people at first. Ready, Adriana? You good? Yes. Okay. Yes. So, um, the cancer's ruled by the moon, like I said. Yes. And it's a cardinal water sign. And cardinal signs all have an impetus to get things started. It's an expression of being able to get going. So, <laughs> I feel like the sun coming into a cardinal water sign means like, okay, we're really opening up to the cancer phrase, which is, I feel. Feels, 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 feels. Feels. And then, <laughs> with the, the moon being in Pisces, more feels. <laughs> so, yes. when we think of cancer, when we think of caretaking and nurturing. Yes. Yes, definitely. Very mother energy. A very, a very feminine. A very feminine yes, energy, a too. Very receptive. Energy. Yes. yes. And, like, I love... I love just the thought of it being comforting. Yes. And it's emotional and empathic, especially... Yes. Um, intuitive. And then... It can be over emotional sometimes because let's think about this crab that you was just talking about. Yes. A crab's a bottom feeder. Yes. Now, they I'm are. not trying to insult any cancers, y'all. Just listen that to is the truth. Simply, that is just simply the nature of the beast. Yes. That animal. <laughs> Their function represents an energy they hold. Yeah. So crabs are, are very they're bottom feeders. They're like you said, they're ornery, they're crabby, they're quick to want to pinch you. Oh yeah, they're gonna um, protect them the soft inner core with that shell. Yes, but they're they also traverse through, you know, probably densely lighted mm. parts of the ocean. Right. And and that's what makes you so very subconscious being ruled by the moon. Mm. Yes. Yes, yes. So, because of the qualities that cancer has to protect itself, it can be defensive, um, sarcastic, very protective. Think of the soft inner core. We all love crab meat, unless you're allergic to it or just don't like it. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, that wonderful, delicious meat. Oh, God. People that don't eat animals probably hate me right now. I'm so sorry. I'm just joking, but halfway serious with my Venus and Taurus. I love crab meat. It's so soft, but think of what is protecting it, you know? There's this tougher outer Exterior. shell. Yeah. yeah, that feels the need to be defensive. That wants to literally keep its hard shell going. Very focused on security. Cancer energy is very safe. Very subjective, too. While all receptive or feminine signs are more subjective than objective. So, you know, because there's this, like, maternal quality to things... Um, and a moody quality too, and I'll explain this because Cancer is ruled by the moon, and the moon moves the fastest out of the rest of the planets in astrology. So it changes signs every two and a half days. So y'all gotta give y'all gotta give Cancer some support here. I mean, if your ruling planet is changing signs every two and a half days, you're very moody. <laughs> do you know all the things you go through in a month, like? So, you know, that's the moodiness. 
for female cancers, I'd also say to to really tap into your intuition when you're going through your, your menses or you're having your moon cycle. Mm-hmm. Because you being so connected to the moon and, and your your feminine waters that you should be seeing your period as a time of, of respite and rest and, and a deepening into your sacred waters. Yes. Your womb space is an oracle. So cancers during cancer season, look out for your, your moon cycle when you get your period and really tune into yourself at that time. Mm-hmm. Go into deep meditation and really see see what's in there. Because the moon is definitely the luminary that deals with what we feel on a subconscious level. It's like, it's your instinctual emotional responses. And, and your subconscious creates your reality. So yes. it's a very cre- it's the cancer energy is actually very creative and and sort of sexual in nature because like you said before, mm-hmm. something has to be receptive to to another energy that is penetrating it. Yes. In order yes. for something to be created. Yeah. So like you look at the fish and you see sort of like that 69 symbol <laughs> and like that brings a whole new meaning to 69. Hey, cancers. Hey, cancers, you hear that? <laughs> Do you hear that? It's about balancing the masculine and feminine receptive ener- uh, creative energies. And it's, it's amazing, too, because we don't... I think we think of the moon in the sense that, you know, we see it. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? We and it know it goes through phases, you know. And, you know, when you're learning spiritual stuff at first, a lot of the stuff can be, like... Overwhelming. Yes. So... When the moon was in Capricorn, where it's in detriment, and it's considered detriment because since Cancer is ruled by the moon, its opposite sign is where it doesn't really fare well. I'm like ducking a bee here. (laughs) We're outside in nature, by the way. (laughs) Because that's the best place to be, but the bugs, the bugs follow me. Just some Libra rising (laughs) priestesses here. Yes, hold on, why is the chart for the moment Libra is rising, and there's two Libra risings Sitting here, convening in nature. This is the second time. (laughs) This is the second time we've linked up physically, and Libra, uh, the ascendant, has been in Libra. Yeah, I really it wasn't planned either. So I'm like, okay, okay. So when we're speaking of, you know, Cancer energy's opposite being Capricorn, that's where Pluto is, Um, and it's like, okay. Sun is going to eventually, this cancer season, oppose Pluto. Oh, God. <laughs> she just said, oh, God. I'm playing. <laughs> uh, which would definite cause for balance. Before we make it to that time. And shadow integration. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, Lord. Oh, yes. Definitely. Ooh. So the sun's going to shine a light on, like, the darker aspects. In the opposing sign that it rules, baby. Cancer, you're going to have to look at your martyr energy and your self-sacrificing and, and people-pleasing energy. Yes. You you attach yourselves to the thought patterns and belief systems of other people, and you don't follow yourself. You are not your own guru. You look for God and everyone else except for you. And you have this ability... To just know what is needed as far as mothering, nurturing, just giving nourishment to people. 
to be able to really like tap into the emotional aspect of people you respond emotionally to everything yeah it's like second nature to you so with this energy um you know regardless of what your sun sign may be i'm just saying in general at this point that we are at a time frame where cancerian themes are just here they're just here okay and we've got to pay attention to the parts of life that tells us this energy will be impacting of course look at your chart see where the sun in cancer is transiting in your chart to get a better idea of what area you're personally going to be affected by hit us up for a reading if you need help finding that you can do that via the Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash spiritual gangster certified official. But the thing about it is in general, there's a theme. So we just talked about the moon, cancer's ru- ruler being associated with mothering and nurturing. And also the subconscious. Yes. So cancer, while you have the ability to tune into the needs and, and, places in other people that need to be nurturing your subconscious also allows you to manipulate those things <laughs> and you don't that tends to be the more negatively projected cancer experience that's why you always feel as if you give so much of yourself away to not get something in return and that's because technically that subconscious glitch that you have you're not giving unconditional love it's conditional because you expect that back you're doing to others what you would want done back to you. Yes. And that that is, in essence, not unconditional. Right, because you don't want to keep doing it if you can't get what you want back. Exactly. So you're going to feel as if you keep giving and self-sacrificing, and that's where that martyr energy comes from in Cancer. And to be honest, I'm sure during Gemini season you may have had a touch of that because I noticed that quality in Geminis as well. What happens to... <laughs> Ah, Gemini's have um, cancer energy in the second house. So, so they had these they kinda, issues in the physical, in the material plane. And they value it. They like it. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, too, I mean, cancer energy impacting us all and, you know, us looking at the more negative aspects for a reason. And with the opposition, it's moving away now. It's not as close as an opposition as it was. It was exact earlier this week. But um, with there being that opposition to Pluto, with his cancer energy, with Mars and Mercury, calls for balance are needed. So what this made me think of is something I've been meaning to say on the podcast. And it just makes sense. So when we come to these times where... We're dealing with oppositions of energy and they can feel heavy. I noticed a lot of deeper things have come up for people. Things, taboo things they haven't spoke on. Um, things that have to do with the things that you keep hitting. Your inner deviant. Yes, yes. The Those are very Plutonian themes. Yes, very. And then with this moon in Pisces, the reason that... <laughs> because Pisces ruler Neptune just went retrograde. So if we think of it that way, the moon, which is already a sensitive and receptive sign... I mean, Luminary is here in Pisces that wants to feel everything and kind of understand everything at a very 
deep level, but at the same time, whereas cancer wants to be more surface level, even though they're very oh, subconscious. Yeah. They can go. So they can go down deep. Yes, they can. It's the resistance that keeps them at the at the surface level. But what we need to have is some understanding that it is purpose. It is perfectly okay mm-hmm. at this point for different issues to be arising that may seem like they're too heavy to bear because the energy of the universe is encouraging us to go inward and feel. Neptune, um, Pisces ruler, is retrograde. The thing about this is Neptune's natural expression tends to cast the fog. I put a post up about this the other day. Tends to cast the fog, make things not seem what they appear because Neptunian (coughs) energy... It loves glamour and illusion illusion, and it loves that. So when it is not moving forward and it is in retrograde motion, it's like the rose colored glasses somehow come off. And I just realized that I have a natal Neptune in retrograde. Mm-hmm. So one of the few planets I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially I, I have had some past life karmic things come up. Where I I had to, I was enduring such trauma that I had to spiritually or like mentally take myself out of the place that I was in Mm. because it was just too painful for me to exist there. Gotcha. And I can say how there are times where I still have traces of that, where Mm. I immerse myself into something to distract from the, the negative things that I don't maybe want to feel or, you know, and also my Venus energy likes being surrounded by pretty things and pretty <laughs> distractions. And right. So I get it. But we've come to a point now where, like, there's this stripping away of those illusory levels. And at the same time, you are called on an emotional level, especially with the moon here in Pisces, that will make aspects with um, Neptune being retrograde. <laughs> as we go um a little further in this transit but it's it's almost as if there's no way not to be in your feels about something (laughs) and around like wednesday thursday there was such (laughs) when i think the opposition was a little bit more exact it was more intense oh my god was it intense it was so freaking intense i saw it all around me yes everybody was having an issue with someone else there was like a power struggle Mm -hmm. very a very an an energetic dominance that was trying to occur yeah yeah it felt like that was a a a going theme (coughs) in in personal circles and as well as just seeing it as a whole you know in social circles so to speak excuse me like what what energy and what part of your life do you feel is dominating you where where you you can't help but feel as if you're pinned you're pinned to it you're pinned under it where where do you feel like a sense of oppression and i think that's where we should you know another place we should be focusing where, where do we feel oppressed yeah because i think pluto in capricorn talk well it lends to a theme i talk about all the time when i talk about the relationship i have with my best friend who has a scorpio moon and i have a capricorn moon and i'm like oh we play so nicely because you're hades and i'm the devil mm-hmm. but how those two energies can work effectively together when we're talking about um having to deal with these emotional things and power struggles is that you got to realize that at the end of the day taking back power is something very subjective 
I, I really can't, I feel like I can speak in an objective sense about this, but I just want people to understand it's a very subjective thing because there are some people that are already abusing power or have abused power. Okay, they don't need to take the reins and, you know, pull in more. It's really, that's why it's so important during this time frame where we're being called to look in emotionally, that you can recognize where you're at. Are you needing to take back a power? Or are you needing to relinquish let, it? Relinquish them. It's a very personal thing. Because if we are if we are experiencing oppression and domination in any areas of our life in the outer world, then we are oppressing and and yes. taking power away from not only ourselves mm -hmm. because we do to ourselves what we do to other people. Yes. Yes. So in some way or another, you are dominating somebody and yourself. So every everything has to be looked at as a whole. You're not separate from anything. No, the the outer world is just the manifestation of the inner world, and our yes. collective energies do manifest in ways that affect us all. So there's no reason whatsoever to kind of be like, ah, oh, shit, I don't feel like being in my feels because really this is coming up to serve you, so that you can best use the current energy that is at play, like. That's just what it is. So, with that in mind, you gotta look to the opposite energy of Cancer this season, where Pluto happens to be in Capricorn, so we can strike a balance. The reason I'm saying this is to avoid the more negative qualities of any sign, we gotta look at its opposite sign. Mm -hmm. The same energies, technically, different, different poles. Yep. yep. So, how can you not be <laughs> passive aggressive how can you use capricorn energy not to be passive aggressive because you, you <laughs> be direct you have to be direct and, <laughs> there you go and grounded and steeped in your power yep there you go there so you, you go ha you have to you have to take your power back you are giving it away so you keep being dominated that is a very cancer theme is domination yes i noticed that in the cancer sons that that i am close with um, they all are experiencing some sort of negative, volatile, dominating energy. And depending on the inner traumas of the person, it reflects just how badly they're being dominated in their outer world. Mm -hmm. And how do we get rid of the negative quality of like fussy energy by looking at Capricorn? Well, Capricorn don't have time to be fussy. It is already organized they what it get needs shit to do. Done. So they're going to get right to the point. Like... When Here's you the spend rub. too much time in your emotions, you don't actually put down anything that's practical. Right. You're not you're not grounding your feelings and going, okay, where do I go from here? You get lost. You get lost at sea. Yeah, pretty much. Floating right away. Yep. And then you're really floating away with this moon and Pisces. And then you get so far from yourself that you just wake up one day and you're like, oh, okay, I'm on to something different now. Now it's different. I dealt with that thing, and then it comes back to you, and you're like, "Holy shit, I didn't deal with that thing." <laughs> so that's how you lose your. That's how you lose track of yourself, and you feel like you're really working through something, but really all you did was set it adrift, and you mm. just placed it back in your subconscious. And honestly, this is not just cancer, but all of us do that. Yeah. So it, we're talking about this as a whole. Yeah, as a collective because we're all being influenced by cancer energy right now yes so if you're a cancer that's hitting your energy right on cancer mm -hmm. risings cancer moons 
if you're a Capricorn, it's opposing it. Yep. You get, so this is why I say it's very important to know what's going on with your chart. Know what's going on with your transits. Even if you don't know how to read a chart, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a transits app where you can put in your birth information and where you are now, and it'll tell you what is going on. I really love Grupo Venus too. Shout out to the Grupo Venus app. Wonderful astrology app that will also do transit, synastry, stuff like that. Oh, wow. So get that. G-R-U-P-O Venus. So, one of the things that I think is like unavoidable, <laughs> especially because the North Node is in Cancer too, which I think is calling for all of us to really focus on what your needs are, what makes you feel secure, nourished, safe, um, what makes you feel at home, so to speak. And there's a lot of themes coming up for people, I think, that are shedding layers of stuff that doesn't feel home-like. Very foundational. Yes, yes. So for some people, this can mean complete <laughs> destruction. We're talking Pluto again total demolishing yes in order for new things to be built old things have to die old things have to fall away so for some people or anyone that's experiencing that in particular i mean it's it's never easy to say to somebody oh it'll just be better because in the moment you don't see it that way but this destructive restructuring it's necessary it comes a growing pain oh yeah <coughs> And you've just got to work through it with integrity. Because again, and I always bring this up every episode, Saturn, Saturn. is at home in Capricorn and it's retrograde. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. you got to work in integrity through it. So it's, it's and one of. And discipline. You have to discipline. Yes. You have to discipline. You have yes. to spiritually discipline yourself to want to see yourself and to sort of stop taking yourself so personally enough for you to look at something dissect it and then put it back and go okay i accept you right because that's ultimately what alchemy is alchemy is just accepting and and truly loving and and nurturing those parts of yourself where you look at it almost separate from you but not you if you don't like accept, a child yeah if you don't accept your energy you can't alchemize it yes you have to know where something starts to get it where it's going. And when I talk about opposite energies or things opposing each other and that calling for balance, that's that whole thing that I'm speaking about. Like, when I just talked about the Cancer energy versus the Capricorn energy, that's the same axis of energy. The exact same axis of energy. But where you access your power from it, if you're more in your feels and you're trying to get over to being more practical about things well then you just gotta slide a little bit up the scale but you can't alchemize things you don't accept so the darker things the more difficult things the things that are harsh and scary to go through right now that some of us are experiencing we have to just walk through that dark and and you know a few years ago probably a year or so ago it it occurred to me <clears throat> There is no light at the end of the tunnel. You are always the light. Yeah. Yeah. You just have your veil over, yes. your, over your sight. You're not waiting for this illusory, grandiose thing to happen to you in order for your life to change. Like, you are the change, but you, you change through accepting and honoring your light. Yes. 
so when you're choosing not to see it and you're you're like waiting for this end point this this it really is a proverbial light at the end of the yeah, tunnel. Yeah, it's proverbial. It, 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 it is. It's, de- you know, you just got to do it. You have to recognize yourself as the light. You're not waiting for it. You are it. You are the light. And yeah. your darkness is equally a part of you because you couldn't see your light without darkness. So I I, I had a few downloads and I, I don't like using that word, but it's... <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah, but it... That I sound is, crazy to people. I know, but that is what it is. Yeah. So the other day I... You know, I, I was in my feelings and I had talked a little bit of shit and I was like, I don't have time to spoon feed spirit to people. Right. So that was me being very defensive and saying, I don't have time to teach or nurture your curiosity. Yeah. So later on <clears throat> um, in the night, it occurred to me, I was watching something that was really stimulating my spiritual muscles and all of a sudden I was downloaded and it said, it's not your job to withhold or to give unconditional love. You are simply a vessel for it. It exists all around you. Yeah. So yeah. when I resist the flow of nurturing somebody and honoring somebody and I act in defensiveness and I see them as a drain or an enemy, then I'm blocking my own flow because I'm not accepting it. Yeah. So this is like, it, 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 was, it was a challenge. And then a few days later, which was even more of a challenge, the universe said, act how you want. And I said, wait, 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 wait a second, because if I could act how I wanted to, that wouldn't always be good, would it? So I was like, elaborate. They mean, where is your, where is your peace at? Where does your peace reside? What does your peace feel like? Where are you just content and all enveloping and accepting and just where are you most grateful and 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 serene yeah and if you could take that emotion into every single event that occurs around you what would that feel like to you and i was like that is a challenge like the universe was like this is your next job your job is to to answer these questions for right. me and for me that was a monumental like like this is going to be hard but you got this listen it's not an easy path to anything that should just be without some sort of a rough realization i love the downloads though even though we both hate they're calling heavy. it that they're, they're heavy, heavy. They're sometimes heavy. they come so fast and you've got to unpack them yes very much so it's like you just know something and then you're like okay well, what does this mean and then yes and, and the the point is to not think too much on it to just be more like it, it, it's already in you. Yeah, you feel just have it. To, yeah, you have to feel it. So this cancer energy making connections to Pisces energy soon, like, to me, that's the perfect time to, to start anchoring into that. And we are there, at yeah. least with this trying. Yes. Because the moon is in the beginning of cancer, and so it... I mean, the moon is in the beginning of Pisces, and cancer's in the of its sun transit. I just, ugh. Listen, we gotta deal with the things that we feel. Nobody likes it. I feel like a lot of people that have built their whole, like, mentality on, you know, I'm going to not feel anything. Remember there was that whole, like, two, three years where it seemed like everybody wanted to be an uncaring asshole and, like, yes. fuck feel. 
yeah, fuck your feelings. That was like a hashtag. Like it, there were images made. Like fuck your feelings was a real thing. And you know, I, I grew up in New York. That's fuck your feelings central. Yeah, yeah. Like I already was bred from that environment where like I don't have time to consider you. <laughs> and <laughs> it it just. It adds to that. Like, that's your foundation. Your, you, your you realization of that is amazing. Because some yeah. people wouldn't even, like, put it together that way. But, yeah. Yeah. Your environment really does have an effect on, on you. But, you know, you chose your environment before you came here. So People like, you, hate me when I say that. I'm sorry. Sorry. But I, I don't... I'm not dealing in your illusion. No, we're just going to speak real. Listen. We're just going to speak real. Listen, 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 listen. And this ties into very Cancerian themes of family, of environment. Look, I always speak from the premise and people are free to believe what they want to believe. I am not going to tell you what to believe, but as we are speaking here. But we are here, here to speak our truth. Yes. And that truth includes the very core of, hey, you've incarnated to have this experience. You chose when you were going to do so. You made contracts with other people prior to incarnating. To, to reflect aspects of you. So that you can have this experience. So, um, I know people get mad. Stuff happens with their parents, their family, etc. Yo, we chose this. And a the lot of your family themes tie into domination energy. Most people yep. didn't realize that they were raising their children with domination energy. Mm -hmm. So you went out into the world and you dominated back because that, that was your homeostasis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for other people that could manifest as feeling out of control if you were brought up in an environment where there wasn't control. There's all sorts of themes that are present here if you're open to really digging and see where it where it hits home for you. Because mm -hmm. home is a big Cancerian theme. Yes. And because home is where we feel comfortable, nurtured, safe, secure, these themes will come up. And my Venus is in Cancer. Mm -hmm. So all it, it's for me it's it's at home there almost. So right now, pay attention, y'all. I'm telling you, pay attention. There is a humongous opportunity for you to do a few things. So just to recap, with Pisces um, ruling planets in Pisces retrograde, there's going to be some illusion stripped from some things that we may be emotionally attached to. We're going to have to see them in a different light. Yes, because your perspective is your illusion. Right. So if your perspective is limited, when it when something is limited, you're not valuing the experience. That's what limited perspective means. Yes. Because to have higher perspective is to understand that everything you are experiencing is to teach you something. That is the higher perspective, that you are in a perpetual state of learning and unknowing or remembering as well yeah that too and and the deeper you steep into your spiritual work the more you begin to remember and the more at peace you become yeah. so this is what the universe was telling me just stay in stay focus on you like limit the distractions the illusions the fantasies the the hoping and wishing and just fucking anchor into yourself yes anchor into yourself 
and you will find your truth. There has to be an acceptance, an at peace, a home feeling somewhere. Connect to it. Mm-hmm. And then the things that need to fall away with the Pluto in Capricorn, they'll fall away by you accepting whatever it is. And that everything is impermanent. Yes. Like, you have to accept people in your life. We tend to want to tell people what they have to do in order for us to know that they love us. And when you get to a place of higher perspective, you know that everyone you meet is a lesson. Right. And if you can honor your lessons, then you can honor your reflection, your romantic partner, your your husband. You can honor those people and then you can move on. You don't have to stay with the same person who makes you unhappy. Although you can if you can understand how you need to mend things for both people. But that right. that has to be a co-creation between those people. And that has to take a certain level of awareness that a, a, a lot of people may be a little hesitant. You really have to learn to hold space for yourself so that yes. you can hold space for other people. Starts there. We don't want to be so receptive during the season to the things going on around us that we forget that space that we need to have for ourselves. Yes. So, this cancer season, don't be self-sacrificing. Start giving back to yourself. Start tackling your foundational issues, parental issues, your your issues with how you view the masculine and feminine because we all have issues with that. You know, mm -hmm. um and then even relationships like what are you accepting in your relationships that really don't make you comfortable and what are you craving that you're not receiving or you don't think you deserve this is inward focus that you'll thank yourself for yes even if it feels difficult to navigate because the sense of nurturing that you're able to give to other people that's that's beautiful okay mm -hmm. but <laughs> If you're not placing that same nurturing on yourself, then it's all incomplete. So. And then you will be hit with finding someone else that you have to learn that lesson from again. And maybe you's get it. And it's, if you don't, then here's going here's gonna to come another opportunity for that lesson. This is where these like, you know, we have Saturn in retrograde and Saturn is very karmic. So that would be yep. a keyword. And your patterning is very karmic because it stems from karmic situations. So when you deal with your current traumas, you are technically healing past life ones. Listen. <laughs> yes. Healing, healing ancestral lifeline. Yes. Ancestral timeline healing or whatever you want to call it. Technically, that's DNA healing. Yeah. If you think of it, that is like cellular healing. You can literally strip events and situations and energy out of your genetic patterning so that you don't have to experience it anymore. Yes, and your I've been dabbling. I've been dabbling in that because I've had some big, 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 big past life traumas that are playing out still till this day that needed real healing on top of like actively working on it. So I have to let the universe do its work, and I also have to do mine. Everybody has to do their work, and that's the part where I think people get tripped up. Like, I know things happen to people, but again, we're still working from the premise of all of us chose these experiences. So if all of us chose these experiences, we all have the opportunity. You know, if we chose to be born into the family we were born into. You know, we have to take the opportunity to figure out what we're here to learn from it. I know traumatizing things happen in families. I know... <laughs> 
terrible things happen in families, but family is also a place where we're supposed to be able to derive a sense of joy. And I'm no stranger to familial trauma, so right. I we, we are definitely coming from a place of ha- being both able to us, relate yes. to you. Yes. That both of us are stepping to you, you know, sort of in a very vulnerable position saying, yeah, I've endured some crazy, some really bad shit. Yes. But this is how healing these things i'm able to now energetically hold space for all of our listeners yes and be able to tell you it is possible for you to actually navigate your way through this with the least amount of resistance for the greatest amount of reward yes because you are the the treasure yes you are the the gold you know what i mean and See yourself I, I, as such i was just thinking of something you know Saturn has very root chakra associations um, and your solar plexus has a lot of sun energy. So Saturn being in retrograde right now, having us look at our foundations and, and karmic patterning and, and it's going to stuff, sun. and it's going to oppose the sun. So you're going to have issues with foundation and, and your, and your sense of power. Hmm? So you might be experiencing that domination energy and that domination energy can also come in the form of sexual domination. Yes. So very sacral chakra issues and Cancer is ruled by the moon. The moon can be viewed as a womb. Yes. Feminine energy. Mm -hmm. I look at that as even interacting. The moon interacts with the earth because Gaia. Yeah. Love you. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? And so your sense of foundation can be realized in Taurus and then it's super realized in Cancer because once you have some stuff, then you can determine how you feel about it. Those are the keywords you're having is Taurus your feeling Feeling is cancer cancer, so how do you feel about that which you are situated in emotionally physically wherever there are portions of your life where you're kind of feeling like your safety and security (laughs) are not where you would like them to be oh i am definitely experiencing that because like I've always had issues with having like regular jobs. Like that just wasn't my my strength. Other people they were able to like really sacrifice themselves and go to work every day even though they hated it and mm-hmm. like they just they kept bearing bearing that cross and kept doing it all for the sake of, you know, money only to feel unsatisfied when you finally got paid and had to pay your bills. Like that Oh, that's your cardinal cross, honey. You yeah. not I was not about that and it's always been an issue for me. So I have to be okay with the fact that I have to forge my own path financially, spiritually, physically. Um, You know, I struggled with weight for most of my life. So that issue of, you know, self-acceptance and, and, you know, like self-image, that is still something that I work through although there's a part of me that absolutely loves me and then there's that other like nitpicky part of me that judges me so those things are coming up and like and what else was there what other themes what were we highlighting with cancer with cancer so and my relationships with other people like do I feel as if I'm nurturing more do I feel as if I'm being dominated am I nurtured enough 
I am seeing ways in which my my life is not in balance. And and it's easy to get lost in it. I said for cancer energy, it's easy for you to sort of go adrift and for you to get taken out and consumed by all of the things that are going on around you. Yep, and, then and that, with your ruling planet in a yes, sign. And that creates a sense of guilt, which blocks up your sexual chakra, your sacral chakra. We hold guilt there. Mm-hmm. And and that, that can be... That could be felt in in sexual ways, ways of sexuality. Maybe you're being used, or you're you know you think that you have to do things to please people, or maybe somebody's expecting something of you that's really distorted, and you're just like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, why are you like this? Yeah. You know. So there are so many ways in which this could be coming out for people, and you can't get lost in it. You have to take it for what it is, and then you have to like ground yourself, and then take action. Yes. Do something with it. You cannot get consumed in the waves. Yes. Ground yourself in it. That's the only way that you're able to do that. You have to drop your anchor. You can't. You can't change up your course until you stop. Get comfortable and realize where you are, because then that paths the way to get where you want to go. You can't yes. just keep moving in one direction and like hope you're gonna float along into the eventual like place you should be. And don't get me wrong, the divine has things already set in motion, oh, of course, but your free always. will, but your free will also determines when you arrive there. One you have can to follow say, these one could say that even your resistance is divine. Yes, it is, but how can we make healing more efficient? That's that's the premise. Mm-hmm. We're here to inspire efficiency in in spiritual growth a sort of innovativeness how can if we want to attain this thing we could do anything we want we have free will you could completely change your destiny simply by sheer will yes so maybe you weren't set up for like spiritual enlightenment and maybe you will recycle back to earth or whatever when you reincarnate but you will have you will have given yourself such a solid genetic karmic foundation for the next life that it probably wouldn't have to be so difficult. Like, you have to look at it positively. Everybody wants the end goal. They want enlightenment. So then they feel as if they if they can't have enlightenment, they don't want to do the work. Right. Bullshit. The work Bullshit. is... The work is... Is it just like they'll always be like? It's not the journey. It's, I mean, it's not the destination. It's, it's the, the journey. journey, and it's true because the whole thing is what we keep going back to. If you chose this experience, you chose it to have certain lessons for your soul's evolution. And when you are able to integrate those lessons into your life in a productive way and actually get it then you can move on to the next lesson. But if we keep getting stuck on these, you know, patterns of we're really not paying attention and getting the lesson, universe is going to keep being like, okay, bitch. Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what, you didn't get that? Wait, wait, let me bring something else to you. Yeah. So it's important to be open with it. You have to, like, okay, we'll look at it this way. I'll use an analogy. If you called a friend of yours and you're like, oh my God, I'm stranded. Can you come get me? And your friend's like, sure, of course. Where are you? I don't know. How can I help you then? How in the fuck am I going to come get you? Well, let me look around. 
I don't know, I'm somewhere. Okay, that doesn't really help. Okay, let's say they start describing the surroundings. You've not been there. That's not going to mean dick to you. So, still not there. What is the thing that has to happen? Your friend has to know exactly where they are to get from where they are out of there. You have to sort of traverse through, you know, a maze, essentially. So that and all, find yes. and find a a bigger identifier. What is at the heart of the matter? Yes. Where are you? Because if you don't accept where you are, you really can't map out where you're going. So I don't know. I feel like a lot of themes that are coming up, and we'll talk more about this on future episodes because I feel like we want to have some like wound healing um, talks. And there's a lot of different things that I think particular to women that we should discuss upcoming. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Definitely. But, yeah, y'all, this cancer season, um, I'm going to let the Renaissance mystic give you her just, her general thought about it. She pulled cards, and then we're going to go. All right. So, uh, I sort of, I would never pull spreads this way, but you'll see it. She could upload photos later. Mm-hmm. You could see how I spread it out. So I have two cards that are up at the top, two sets of two. So four cards up at the top, mm-hmm. each for the beginning portion of cancer season, mm-hmm. sort of the middle of cancer season, mm-hmm. and then what we should be experiencing ideally, ideally. you know, what, what the energetic potential is for the end of cancer season. Right. So, the first card that I got for the beginning of cancer season is dream travel. We, Your son is just getting into the position of cancer. And cancer is ruled by the moon. So, dream travel, like, intuitive visions and, and deja vus and just a lot of spiritual messages signs symbols it could be anything yes um, she's reading from the iris deck just yes so y'all from know. the iris oracle deck um and the card number is 52 that's seven seven is the most psychic number like it's so good for psychic abilities and clairvoyancy and things like that so your potential to really tune into yourself and what's going on around you is is super heightened you yeah. just have to take off your shitty filter. <laughs> Get it. Take off the shitty filter. Now, it's difficult to take off your shitty filter, isn't it? Yes. It's not easy. This is where the work comes in. We have the card called the hold. So the imagery is is rather invoking of being oppressed. Yes. And it's being held in this space that it's not happy in anymore. Mm. So, and the card is... 32 so it has a five energy aspect to it five is sort of the blending of all the elements and five to me i'm a taurus i was born in may so five has a super like different connotation than you know maybe for some other people Mm -hmm. but that reminds me of like security possessions right you know um found again foundations so Your safety and security safety comes and into security, call again. Which is a big, cancer, uh, you know, cancer theme. Yep, it works really well with yes. understanding Taurus energy. Yep, so your, your potential to tap into, and I'm going to sound like I'm repeating myself because I'm pretty sure I said this already, but the cards just perfectly validate what we were talking about. Right. 
Um, and I didn't even interpret these before I read <laughs> them just now. So I'm like literally in the moment. Um, so there's no coincidence there. There's no such thing as coincidence. Right. So towards the middle of uh, cancer season, I pulled the card that says the gallery of those who came before. Mm. Ancestral healing inheritance Lord. is exactly what this card is referencing. Yes. You have to look back at your family and their trauma and you have to be willing to see the situation for what it was. Strip away the illusions. Yes. Were your parents not as loving and as nurturing as they could have been? Right. Where did you feel as if you lacked support or safety? Yes. Okay. And and also, your grandmama has traumas. Your mom has traumas. Yes. Your sister has traumas. Yes. You have traumas. You have to be willing to see that within yourself so that you can locate it in other people. Yes, and you ma'am. Can say, what the fuck keeps happening in my family? Yes. Okay. That came full circle for me this weekend, yesterday, me too. by the way. And so okay? many others. And I so know. many oh others God. are going through this, right? Yes. So, and that also has a six vibration to it. The card number is 24. Six is all about, it, you think of the lover's card having choices, and, mm-hmm. and it is your choice to go down that road. It is your choice to see something from a higher perspective yes um so that it doesn't have to like it's crash to down on you yes and your ancestral healing is up to and you. efficient healing we're dealing in efficient efficiently and and like healing smarter not harder yes. you know what i mean yes heal smarter that's not my taurus loves that i do too. Taurus, i don't want to do extra work i don't want to do extra work my venus is like no let's just have the experience <laughs> and enjoy it and how can we hold space for the negativity as well as all the things that are beautiful about it? How can we sort of fit it under one umbrella? Mm-hmm. How can we see it all as beautiful so that we don't have to discern and say, no, I'm not okay with that and resist, right? So then we have sitting on top of the world. So you'll see a woman who has an eye for a head She's sitting on top of a beautiful planet with stars surrounding her. So if you are, yes, so if you are willing to dive down into yourself and, and really start accessing and and remembering and picking up on things that did not jive with you as a child that created a source of trauma for you. And patterns of and behavior patterns because of, of behavior that trauma. Because of that trauma, mm-hmm. yes. And it's karmic and if you can identify that it's karmic and that it exists in more than one place in your family if you can see it in other people you you will literally sit on top of the world because you will have that higher perspective now it'll bring you to a heightened place of understanding and seeing that this your potential for awakening right now is ridiculous ridiculously high okay so there might be some conflicting energies towards the end of the month because I got the card, the puppet. Mm. So where do we feel as if you have to sort of work in tandem with the puppet? You have to harmonize the way that you use the strings. I don't to know get much it about to move puppeting, the way that it but, to, right? but I could take this as maybe somebody else is pulling your strings. You fall back into an old patterning. Perhaps. Okay. Because sometimes, even though we have an understanding and awakening, we will be tested again. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? So you will be tested again. Where will you feel as if 
you gained a little bit of control back, but now someone took it away again. Now you feel powerless again. Assess that situation. See it for what it is. And then also the card is 48, which is 12, which is three in numerology. Mm. Three is all about manifestation. It's a three year, y'all. It's a three year. You, it's for real. So the way that I see it, it's like the way things unfold is the energy is there. Your mind has to pick up or penetrate that energy. Align. And then it gets created. So that is, to me, that's the three, the rule of three. That's why I love the number three. It's all about sex. We were just talking yes. about that a minute ago. Everything is sex. Creation is sex. Y'all. However, yes. however, I had this like awakening moment a few weeks ago about purity. Mm -hmm. And I, a lot of these Plutonian themes where sexuality is distorted and it's dirty and it's covered by a layer of people just projecting their sexual trauma onto other people mm -hmm. and reliving it that way. Right. And everything is so perverse that like, you know, if somebody was to see a woman walking naked in the forest, that would, you know, you would want to go hide in the corner and jerk off to it and yeah. like self-satisfy. For me, it's like you should be able to admire something without it invoking that like inner deviant. Like you have to control your baser instincts. Yes. And and not yes. every not everything needs to invoke erections or orgasm. I'm not saying that life can't be orgasmic, but it's too much there of there has a, to be a purity behind it, you know? There's too much of a focus to the other extreme. Yeah, and which is very Plutonian mm -hmm. in essence. Pluto deals with taboos. And I, all this them, world is entirely yes. too sexual. Yep. And that is a big problem because and I don't think correctly. And and that means that there's a lot of penetrating energies going around. So there's a lot of distorted sexual penetrative feelings. So like you know, porn is super high yeah. because people constantly want to self gratify, self self and need different stimulation and need different stipulate stimulation and then you know unfortunately when you do something repetitively enough it programs your subconscious you're programming your subconscious to look at the world like one giant porn movie and you know that's where i feel like there's lack of integrity with how men look at women even if they're respectful towards women there's still that inner deviant in there that always wants more or different or worse or better or yeah. There, it, these are things that need to be processed because we are not meant to live in a current state of sexual distortion. We are pure beings, and that doesn't mean that you don't get to enjoy sexuality. I'm not saying that. But I feel like the beings that aren't pure, because I believe a lot of them... Yes. Uh, it, that is not their exist. lot. In, that is not their lot in this they, life. Yes. They would love it to stay the way that it is. They would. They would. And honestly, I only just realized this about myself, because I'm like, why... Why do people have to do the things that they do? Like, why Why is nothing ever, like, innocent? Everything is always about defiling, and I, I'm not this thing to be defiled or penetrated or, you know, um, unknowingly sexualized. Like, the, the more you begin to understand sexual energy, which creates a cord between two people, mm -hmm. the more people have access to your sexual creational energy. Yeah. It's not It's not about, I don't feel like having sex. It's not about that. It's right. about, I don't feel like draining my creational energy unknowingly. So if somebody else was to be thinking about me sexually, whereas it would you know, um, appease my ego and my Venus mm -hmm. and you know, all that shit, but it would be, 
sort of energetically raping me because you're not getting my permission to be attracted to me. Like, <laughs> it sounds funny, but I know what you mean. It sounds fucked up, but it's it's not like I'm so much better than you that you're not allowed to no, like me. No, it's, it's like it's more you so... don't have access to my sexual energy unless I allow you. So when yes. you're unknowingly attaching sexuality to me, you are essentially raping my sacral chakra the thing about the energy that people are taking and it's not even being looked at like they're taking it that's that's, that's why i talk about the very entitlement energy act of sex yes being an energetic be ex- ex- exchange so like it'll sound weird to people i'm like i'm not messing up my manifestations and stuff by I'm taking on somebody's you, shit i'm good i have le- legitimately realized that things with certain people that when i had sex with them my life would be shitty. Yep. And that's because your sacral chakra creates. It co- so what, you're co-creating what, together. Yes. What you seed, your energetic womb, comes to fruition And what are we receiving? We are receiving, oh God. See? A See, lot. See, y'all? So, I'm going to talk a lot about that for later, too, because I don't think that people understand the power of their sexual energy. No. Not even what you're getting unknowingly, but how you could actually use it to your advantage knowingly. So that, we gonna talk sex about magic. that. Sex yeah. magic is a big thing and I've actually begun to, there's a part of me that was sort of resistant to it because I'm like, oh, now every time I want something, I have to go masturbate. No! And like, <laughs> and I'm just like. You can save your sexual energy yes. and choose not to express it and redirect it in a creative way and that's how you get a lot of other results with that too but you can actually use orgasmic energy yes you can absolutely you can and it's not just about self-pleasing when you want something it's about like you have to be aroused by that energy of the thing that you're calling yes you can't masturbate out of fear like oh my god i want ten thousand dollars i'm scared to get it you'll never get it yes pure energy has to go into sexual creation the universe do not care about what you don't want exactly the universe does not differentiate because it's going to give you more of it what you resist persists what you are primarily focused on is what you get it does not care if it's something you want it does not care if it is something that you don't it is saying this is what you're giving me so i'm going to magnify this back exactly very simple and then the last card that we got here um it's called under a spell so we have a woman with her hands on her face and she has this big smile big rosy cheeks and hearts in her eyes and there's she has a blanket of stars over her and again five energy is present so five energy to me is it's pleasure yeah that's the fifth house that's leo energy yeah what brings you brings you passion yes and with with realizing that you fully own and wield your own power the more you begin to understand that the happier you are and I mean that that goes back to the download that I got where it was like how do you want to feel in every moment so if you can get to that place and you will have to actively work on it yes you will have you're not just going to do it once and then it's over we go through things in a very cyclical spiral pattern. Healing is a circle, Healing not a is, line. yes. It's like the Ouroboros, the snake that eats its tail. Yes. It, there's never a separation. It's always self-contained. It's always repetitive and cyclical. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
If you can get to that place of understanding and begin to take your power back, you will feel such a sense of assurance and confidence. And this is, I feel like this is what this Saturn retrograde is gearing us up towards. I feel like Saturn is really trying to like break us into our heart space and really work from integrity. Because mm-hmm. that's where your integrity comes from. It comes from a genuine. genuine compassion and understanding. And, and you know, you really have to work up through self-worth issues, which is very sacral. So, you know, I, I just, I mean, very, um, yeah. No, 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 solar plexus, I'm sorry. I meant to say solar plexus. Your, your seat of power is your solar plexus. So you have to work up through your baser instincts from your root chakra to your sacral chakra to your, you know, uh, solar plexus chakra to your heart chakra. And when you activate your heart chakra, like, you begin to live with purpose. Yeah. Living with purpose is, is the goal. It's not what is my purpose. It's that you have to live with purpose. Yes. And if you need help finding what your purpose are, purposes are... Um, you can hit us up for readings. Let them know how to contract contact you. Excuse me. All right. So I have my Facebook business page. I it's you know my name, the Renaissance Mystic. So it's easy, concise. Everything is the same. My Instagram is the same, the underscore Renaissance underscore Mystic. Um, you can also add me on Facebook. I'm sure Janae will tag my personal mm-hmm. Facebook as well. So you can inbox me. And then I also have uh, my email as well. So you can email the Renaissance Mystic at gmail.com if you would like to um, sort of get a purpose reading. What you need to do in order to anchor into yourself and begin to live with purpose. Yeah. How do we live with purity of intent? Purity of intent is, is really what we're working towards. Acting out of unconditional love to the best of our ability Mm -hmm. and understanding that we're going to be pulled back into not wanting to give it. Yes. In order to test our ability to give it. Yes. Ah, the paradoxical nature of life. Yes. Yes. It is is big. These are major themes. Major, major themes. And you know, if you're too if you're too focused on the small shit and you're not seeing things from a higher perspective, you're going to, you know, perpetuate all of the things that you so desperately are no longer willing to carry. And when we don't want to carry something, we try to put it on other people. And that's when, you know, projection comes into play. Yep. And you have to see where you're dominating other people as well. Yes, we all have the responsibility to look after our own energy and see how it is contributing to other people. With that in mind, I hope that you guys can stay anchored in your space that knows what it needs to feel comfortable, to feel nurtured, to feel loved, and anything that speaks against that and works against the healing work that you are doing, you'll know that's what you're being called to walk through. Hate to put it like that, but you got to. Yes. So here's to hoping that everybody can do that. So very, very, very important. If you want an astrological reading, hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash spiritual gangsta certified official. Hope everybody has a great week. We'll be back soon with another episode. See you on the flip side. See ya.